Welcome to the Thinking Church podcast with me, Chris Bright. Every week, I'll be speaking with a church leader about ministry strategy and getting to grips with not just what they do, but the thinking behind why they do it. So without further ado, let's get on with the show. Well, my podcast guest today is Nathan Jordan. Nathan is the online pastor at One Church, which is based in the southwest of England. So they've got four uh, campuses or locations in Southwest and uh, three in Zimbabwe as well. Uh, that church is also my church, which is always a, a cool thing to have. Uh, Nathan is also one of my very, very best friends. So it's absolutely brilliant to have uh, Nathan on the podcast today. Nathan, uh, so great to see you. You too, Chris. Thank you for having me. The The best friend sentiment is mutual. Uh, and may I compliment your setup, your microphone, your bookshelf behind you is it's great to be here well the bookshelf so i was um i was doing a podcast uh, a few weeks ago with uh sam hales who's the uh he's the editor of premier christianity magazine and he also commented on the bookshelf and yeah. he he actually could see specific books in there and however if i was to look at my bookshelf you know it has so he saw this one which is the ruthless Elim- elimination of hurry which is behind my microphone uh, by John Mark Comer. Um, but it, the only thing you really can see is this book, which is Wing Knight, uh, which Ooh. is something I've really got into. Um, so uh, that's the one that you, often people might be able to see. Uh, but less about my bookcase and more about uh, getting into the conversation, probably, as much as maybe we should have, have a whole what's on Chris's bookshelf um, conversation at some point. But I think that's probably best for another day. Uh, we're going to talk about online church today and Nate I really want to speak with you because I think um, speaking with someone who has got first-hand experience on launching an online campus um, I think seeing what you've worked through what you've been through how it's worked out with the things you're wrestling with working out they're going to be things that I really want to dive into uh, today so let's kind of get into this uh, so you've just we've just launched the online location. You've just launched it, and it started in September, uh, and we're recording this in in November 2021. Uh, yeah. What was when you were first started? Uh, when when you were given this role, what was the remit that you were given uh, by your senior leader? Yeah. Um, so I think at that time in September 2021, where we were at as a church was probably where many churches across the world were at. Um, and that is we were we were broadcasting our live services um, back at the beginning of the pandemic. Everyone was forced into that space, weren't they? Like wh- whatever you thought about doing church in an online space, we were all forced there um, to either do no church at all or take it online. So we took all of our services online. We, we had some degree of preparedness for that, like because we were planning on heading in that direction. Um, we were nowhere near as prepared as potentially we would like to have been, but some amazing volunteers some great team here helped us get online and keep our church engaged and um, that was a wonderful time and we were at this moment where the uk was opening up again um we were returning to in-person services um and faced with this choice like what does church look like now in that virtual space do we do we continue with this bit of a hybrid where we're inviting people into the room broadcasting that online um or, and then this was the conversation, the decision, do we go fully commit to in-person services 
and also do something that is completely designed for and bespoke to an online space. And we chose that. So senior pastor, um, Pastor Simon Ali, they they spoke to me and my wife and they asked us to take on um, one church online and to launch an online campus. And the idea was this wouldn't be something where we were just showing what was happening in one of our locations, but it would be an online church designed for people to gather virtually um, and grow in their faith in an online context. So, so that's what it was to launch a location in and of its own right in September. That's, that's really cool and really interesting. To, you know, I think every church recognizes that, you know, when the pandemic hit, we all suddenly became an online church. And then I think that question was going to be looming for everyone in terms of we know that at some point this is going to end. We know that uh, when we get to the point where things can open back up, well, what are we going to do then? And I think early on in the pandemic, we everyone was in this, it's going to be online forever. And then we probably went into that kind of lull, which is we hate online and we wish that it would all just go away. And then at some point, you know, it just kind of goes through that to the some point where it's going, hang on, we still recognize that this is important. And um, but what are we going to do? And 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 I think working that journey out in terms of what's right for for your you know you as a church that's that's something that's got to be worked through and um but i think everyone intrinsically understands that online is here to stay it feels like that debate is now is now kind of settled for me um but how do you how do you launch something like that and and maybe what would be good to hear from you is uh, what kind of resources did you have um starting with what you know you don't have to give amounts in terms of like you were given this pot of money uh but what what were the kind of initial ingredients that you had to, to start with? Yeah, yeah, good question. So it's a fascinating time as well. So so for me and my wife, like we we never want to do stuff in isolation. You never never want to have a crack at something alone. Like we what we love about the, the uh, church community is is the community part and and getting to to build church. One of the joys of it is doing it with other people. So like we were really keen from the outset to like get some people around us that we could journey this thing through with and, and to launch the online location with um but like as you say we, we'd all been through this stage of kind of hating it a little bit <laughs> like are we not done with zooms and are we not done with watching a screen to do church and as people were really excited about getting back into the buildings there was where we were trying to galvanize some support for launching an online location so that was really fascinating and and so i think for, for us to try and build a team and to invite some people on board we had to figure out like what the why was and not to sell it to people, but why this was something that would be a good thing to be a part of and the exciting opportunities that came with it and that will come, as I'm sure we'll get into. Um, because I think in the back of a lot of people's minds, we're like, well, that's great, but I'm looking forward to getting back in the building again or I'm looking forward to doing church as I've known it. Like, why would we continue and like double down on doing something in an online space? So, um we didn't, we didn't start with a team. There wasn't like a pre-made, pre-set team that were going to go with us. We had to go out and, and connect with some people to, to join us in the process. And, you know, we're super grateful for the people that have decided to join us for the church online journey. Um, so a small group of people have joined the team and, and figuring that out as well. That team dynamic is fascinating um, because the, the, there's not a clear set structure of roles just yet. Um, but effectively and again we'll get into this we ask people to join us not really knowing where we're going what it's going to look like what it's going to contain but can you be a part of this adventure 
and, and people have. Um, practically, um, what, we, what we've had and what we've acquired is, is um, one camera, some lights, some, some mics, which we already had. Um, we're really fortunate, again, because like many other churches, being forced into the online space, we had picked up some kit in that window of time as well, which we're, we're using. Um, but we've gone for a really basic setup, um, one camera, one light. And the idea was we want to make something that's quite portable um, and can be taken anywhere so that we're not dictated or locked down to an area to film and capture some of the stuff that we're producing our content. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, did you just fire off a message then, Chris, slightly? I did, yeah. Someone is um, uh, calling me to pick up uh, our vacuum cleaner. I'm very um, easily distracted. I'm sorry. I just heard that. Well, they do, did that so whoop well. did go off. And uh, um, uh, we promised to lend our friends a vacuum, a vacuum cleaner. And um, I just got a call halfway through. Absolutely, and and I was worried that they, they, they would turn up and uh, be hoping to see a vacuum cleaner. And what they'd be presented with would be me halfway through a podcast. So just to say, I'm mid-recording a podcast. Uh, I will go back to you uh, with the vacuum cleaner in a bit. So uh, the there we are. That was the yeah. message. So, you know, full, full disclosure. There we are. Um, yeah. I right, clocked, what? you checked your watch, you checked your phone and then fired the message on your laptop, I believe. So I'm glad we've clarified that. That is exactly what happened. Yes. I, I mean, I don't know how we're going to get back into online church uh, now. Now, but, but now we're talking about technology, about it's because I'm clearly just shown that I'm one of those, you know, the, the watch and the phone and the computer are all synced up and they can all do things. Uh, and uh, distracting yeah. is what they can do. Well, that's the thing. And also, it's important to say that whilst you're speaking, the camera's not on me. So that no one knows any of this anyway. <laughs> Called you out. I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. All right. Well, you were talking about um, the why uh, of online church. Yeah. You know, talking to your, the team that you've you know asked to join. And you said it was really important to get into that why. So what what was the why for you? Uh, so why why is online church important? Uh, I'd love to pick up on, on that kind of idea mm. yeah so i want to be honest like because for my wife and i we're we're passionate about connecting with people and and helping people grow in their faith and meet jesus and um the, the phrase we're people people is is what we are um so when simon and ali did ask us that there, it wasn't without this hint within us of yeah but I'll, we want to be with people and and d does a pursuit of a online community is that going to feel quite cold and removed and um, are we going to feel isolated in, in that journey um so I, in the build-up to, to launching the week before we launched i won't go into the full journey but um someone that i know ended up watching one of our online services that we were when we were broadcasting our our, our services in, in from gloucester location and got saved gave his life to jesus messaged me after and just said hey i've, I've committed my life to jesus what do i do now and this person has then since watched every week and connected with church online and for me there's this the wonderful idea that the why behind it is is there are people out there still that perhaps they won't walk into our buildings they won't uh, make the journey in the car to come to a church that maybe they're not familiar with they don't know anyone in but there are people that desperately need to find the hope that we have in Jesus and they they, they need that relationship with God and I firmly believe that God can use any vessel, vehicle, um, any means to, to get that message out there and to connect people um, with him. 
to reconcile people back to himself. And, and we saw that the week before we launched, there was this real validating moment where that gentleman got saved, gave his life to Jesus. And for me, the why is ultimately that people would meet God. They'd meet Jesus through it. Um, and they'd find a space where they can explore questions. As I said, that person's been um, connecting in further, watching most weeks. Um, we'll, we'll talk about what it looks like in terms of a rhythm, but we do an online grow group, as we call it, which is a space where you can meet with like-minded people and grow in your faith, and they've been connected in there. So the why is that people would find Jesus um, and grow in their relationship with him. And I firmly, I am sold out on the idea that this medium is a way that that can happen for people that won't necessarily walk into our physical spaces yeah I, I was um i've been i've been saying this to a number of people i've been writing a blog well it's a very long blog essentially it's a, a blog series through the book of acts and i wrote one just last week um and it's based on uh acts chapter five now it's after uh the ananias and sapphira passage which was really difficult to write about um but um, after that it talks about how they would gather in the temple courts so in solomon's colonnade and really, you know, if you're if you're thinking about uh, the city of Jerusalem, if you're going to find a place where people are going to gather, the temple is pretty much like that's the that's the place you're going to go for. So they're gathering at the point where the crowds are gathering. And so let's think about that for today. How does that translate for us? Well, where where are the crowds gathering? And they're they're gathering online. You know, they're on Facebook, they're on Twitter, they're on. YouTube, they're on all of these places. Now, obviously, they're in physical places as well. So, you know, they're going to shopping centers and they're going to those kind of places as well. You know, that that that's still important and we don't want to lose that. But they but when you think about online, we've got to be in the place wherever, wherever people gather, we need to find a place that we can be there. And I think that that's, you know, you what you say about that why being um you just want people to meet with Jesus. And you, if you want people to meet with Jesus, you kind of got to go, go out. We talk about kind of going outside of the, the church walls and, yeah. uh, and online is a great way of being able to, to do that um, for, you know, for churches to be able to, you know, to go into that sphere where people are, where they're gathering and, and meet with them. And it's, a, it's kind of the new public square, really, you know, yeah. whereas people used to go to a public square and debate topics. Uh, now they go into Twitter or they go into Facebook and they're talking about, issues of life and, and things like that mm. yeah exactly that well let's get into the uh, the next part if we've looked at the why um a big topic of online church is who is it for because and that's not an easy question because there's a number of different options here is it for is it for the person who can't come along to church because they've got covid or they're ill or is it for the person who doesn't know jesus or is it for um, there, there could be a number of loads of different kinds of people that it could be for. Is it for someone that doesn't want to come to church that used to come to church and just really likes, uh, you know, sitting on their sofa and watching church or sitting in bed and watching church. So how did you define the who and uh, well, what, who did you find it as who and how did you come to that conclusion? Yeah, very good. And you're right. There's so many variables I think that are linked to the time that we're in this weird time uh, where we've been in this global pandemic and how people have attended their churches has is, is just been radically changed and people's ideas of what it means to be part of a church community has been massively shaken and changed and redefined, I think, for many. So 
I think where we're at right now, we are comfortable with this idea that we can exist in a bit of a tension, a tension between um, like our I- ideal target market versus who's actually watching, because we're aware that there are people that are still a little bit nervous to come into a building. Um, they're still a little bit uncomfortable with the idea of being in a room filled with 100, 200 people, 50 people, wherever it might be. So we didn't want to completely ignore the reality of the time that we're in. So, and, and that's informed our tone and our presentation a little bit. So what we've done is we've, we've broken it down. There's like three people that it's for that we've, we've imagined. Like one is people that don't know Jesus. Um, two, it's for people that are looking for a new church community to be a part of. And they could be new to faith or they could be Christians for a while. And then three, and this is in ranking order as well. Three, it's for people that can't make it to a space that maybe are already part of our one church community. Um, and for whatever reason, be it work shifts or, as I said, they're not comfortable yet with the idea of coming back in or health is preventing them. It's for them as well. Um, but really, in terms of prioritization, it's those that don't know Jesus. Second, it's those that want to join a new community that aren't yet part of one. Then third, it's those that are already part of our church community, but for whatever reason, can't be into a space. So that's the who it's for. And we try our best to let that inform our tone and what we say and uh, the things that we emphasize and how we explain things. Um, if it were the other way around, for example, then there might be a little bit more in-speak and um, uh, speaking to our people. And oh, as you know, it's this. And um, we try to avoid that and make it as accessible as possible that, to people that don't know Jesus and that may be new to a church context as well. And I guess if, if, you're, if you're starting from that point of why, you know, why are you doing this? We want people to meet Jesus then who it's for, of course, is, you know, you're going, well, we're doing it for primarily people that don't know Jesus because we want people yeah. to meet Jesus. And so I think that that's a, there's a lovely kind of through line there that really yeah. works because now you can, you can say, look, we're doing it for this. And, and also that means that you can work out who you're not doing it for as well. Not that you're, you know, but like you said, there's, there's a secondary order. Now this, this would be fine. You know, if, if you're if you're ill at home or you can't make it yeah. to church, you can still watch and it will still be absolutely fine for you, yeah. but it's not going to be primarily to you. It's primarily to someone that doesn't know Jesus, but you'll still get really great benefit out of it. Um, have you had any kind of pushback on that in terms of, Oh, I thought this was supposed to be from, you know, for me and they realize it's not kind of for me. How, how have you found that's landed with the people that are watching? Yeah, to be honest, no pushback or um, questioning in, in that regard. And, and I think our our aim and intention is to arrive at that point. So it's more of a direction of travel, as I said, um, in this attempt to be sensitive to the time that we're in. So I imagine more and more we are going to be attempting to, to push the boat out, try new things, be innovative and try and reach people. Whereas in our start there to begin as we launched we we were aware that there are a lot of people that will be watching this that are a part of our one church community and we didn't want to completely alienate them or make it clear hey this isn't for you you should be in a room you should be back in your building like and we we wanted to be sensitive to that so to answer your question yeah no no pushback yet um, oh, that's, that's, I, I mean we've yeah. We've had um, trolls. That's been fun. Um, yeah, well, we, I, I get lots. Of, I get the trolls with with Thinking Church. I've had. Um, it, it's really interesting because there's for a few of the podcasts I put out adverts, 
and I specifically, you know, and this, you know, we can get into this with how you target, you know, if you want to reach people, then you've got to do some Facebook ads is a big part of that. And you've got to select your audience. And I select audience, which are people that are interested in church and, you know, some various factors around, but it's, it's very much, you've got to be interested in church. And, and then it comes up on people's feed who seem very antagonistic towards yeah. things of faith, which makes me think that then if it's targeted to people that like church, then then they must be interested in it somehow, you know, in terms of they just like to troll it, which means they're probably, that's what they're there to do, isn't it? So yeah. it's been, <laughs> the, the trolls are funny. Yeah. Well, I, I, have, I have great fun trolling your pages. Um, <laughs> and that's, that's one of my favorite things to do. <laughs> is to get that pseudonym on and yeah yeah so uh, yeah you've been making all of those kind of uh uh 90 minute email addresses and just making <laughs> new facebook accounts and thinking, yeah, oh, yeah. It's a great way of spending my time <laughs> well you know uh, maybe apart from uh you know creating fake email addresses and and commenting on things um how are you reaching people online uh what's the current approach what's your kind of um What's your current tactic on, okay, we want to reach people. You know, you, you talked about your who is people that don't know Jesus. Mm. So how, what, what's your kind of things that you're currently doing to try and reach those people that, that don't know Jesus? Yeah. Yeah. I like to with what we're currently doing and what we'd like to do and what we're going to do, especially over the Christmas season. Um, I'll frame it. And I should have made this great at the beginning. We really don't know what we're doing. Like we are, <laughs> we're doing our best. It's very much this case of we're throwing the spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks. I like that idea. And we're just more and more throwing spaghetti at it. Um, but one of the things that we're, we're trying to do um, is, is create um, conversation um, create content that sparks interest, makes people think. Um, trying to, uh, and again, some of this works, some of it doesn't. Sometimes we'll put out questions and there's just this tumbleweed, awkward silence as no one engages. Other times we'll put out questions that seem to just to, spark an interest and it could be about something serious it could be about something completely random but there's an interest and there's engagement and if you know anything about like the algorithms and how these things work the more interaction the more profile it gets and then the greater chance you've got of someone catching something that will share the gospel or it will be a moment where they like or interact something along the line in another bit of content that we'll put up might really engage them and speak to where they're at um, so yeah, we, we've got like a social media strategy. So we're engaged on social media. We, YouTube is where we're primarily using, well, YouTube is what we're primarily using for our services at the moment. Um, so social media is a variety of stuff, between like personal stories that we're sharing, um, engaging content, like asking questions that are just about like trivial things, but encourage conversation and a sense of community. Um, scripture in, in like scripture art, something that just has the uh, like good news, something to think about. And they tend to get a good response as well. And that, that tends to be the, the diet of our social media content. And then for YouTube is a Sunday morning service that we put up. And what's interesting is the majority, we have a 50-50 split. So 50% um, of people will watch live with us. And then another 50% will watch later on in the week. So we try and design our service with that in mind that not everyone's going to be engaging with this live on a Sunday morning. And we try and build it so that wherever and whenever you're watching, uh, you'll be able to connect and it's not going to be like you're watching something that ah, if I was there live, that would have been engaging and that would have been interesting. Um, but something that if you're doing the dishes or if you're just on an evening, sat down, check it on, 
um, can speak and apply to you and, and be accessible there. So that's kind of what we're trying at the moment. With, with regards to reaching new people, um, one of our ideas over Christmas is, um, is tapping into this, obviously the Christmas season. Um, we've, we've filmed, and you were part of that actually, Chris, we filmed some carols. Um, so we hired a, a 13th century chapel in Gloucester. And um, Chris, you played guitar and sang in a beautiful voice. Thank um, you. And Amy as well. So we've done some acoustic carols in this beautiful building. Um, and the idea there is if we can just like capture a little bit of the sound of the house, a wonderful time of worship and something that's festive, um, people might feel quite proud of that in our community and share it. And, and our prayer is, and we prayed before recording it, our prayer is that as people hear just that wonderful, authentic worship, there'll be a moment where they experience the presence of God um, wherever they are. Um, and that would be a real powerful shift in their life that, again, would be just like a nudge forward to perhaps engage with our stuff more or to think about ideas of God or to connect with him. And, and I, I know this, you all know this, that there are, it's amazing what God can use to get through to us and to communicate to us. Like, I think sometimes we're so, I can be so prescriptive, I think, to God about here, here is the forum where you need to operate within. Like here's the synth needs to be playing, there needs to be this kind of lighting. Whereas actually I look back at the, the moments in my life where God has really spoken to me or shifted something to me or challenged me or moved. And it's been in like really unconventional ways in strange places, in different spaces. And so over Christmas time, we're really praying that these videos, these carols could be used in a similar way just to connect with people um, and get them into the presence of God. Well, thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast. This is only halfway through the podcast and you can listen to the full conversation by joining our members podcast. Just go to our website, www.thinking.church and you can sign up to our members podcast there. It only costs the price of one coffee per month. So it's well worth doing. So why not get a coffee, listen to the podcast and learn something new. We'll see you again for this podcast next week. So bye for now.